the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to have you with us on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, that was a really challenging morning with the rain. Aaron, did you have any problem getting in today in the rain? You don't have a very long commute, do you? No, I was fine. I was fine. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're uh, dealing with I-270 and uh, the Dublin merge. By the way, can I go off on the Ohio Department of Transportation for just a second? Sure, like at they, your own risk. They redid, years ago, I don't know how many years ago, they redid the cloverleaf in Dublin, the 270 cloverleaf. Now, there are parts of it that are that are very well done, okay? Parts of it are very well done. Like when you're coming out of Dublin and you're heading toward Marysville and your choices are 270, you know, down toward the south or 270 toward the north, that's fine. But what is what is the logic behind people coming on a freeway into Dublin and then coming to a traffic light? Like... You don't have traffic lights on the freeway. That's why you're on a freeway. They added another traffic light just over the top of the bridge. And now let's get to the real heart of the matter. If you're coming from Marysville or Plain City and you're trying to go 270 north, the two lanes down to one with no advance warning is moronic. And every day, now this, I, I need your, I need you to be the arbiter of this, Okay. So there's two lanes, and then they go up a ramp, and all of a sudden at the top of the ramp, the left lane starts to vanish, and the right lane continues. Do you know where I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So if you're in the right lane, and I mean right as in left and right, and the right as in correct lane that's not ending, the people in the left lane who you see coming, like lickety-split, trying to get ahead of the last truck, every car they can, and they're going to take it all the way to the end. They make it slow down for everybody, right? They, they botch it up for everybody. So here's my question, Aaron. Let's just say, hypothetical situation, somebody in the right lane sees them coming, pulls out into the left lane, puts their blinker on, signaling... I'm going to get over trying to subliminally communicate to the person coming in the left lane. Your lane is ending. I think you already know your lane is ending. But you seem determined to bogart your way up to the front and cut in on every last car you can, thus botching up, gumming up the whole process. Would that person, again, we're hypothetically speaking here, okay? Not that I've ever seen this happen or heaven forbid, done it myself. 
Would the person who gets over in the left lane and puts their blinker on to get over into the right lane, would that person be a an asset to society at large? Or is that person making a bad situation worse? You're talking about racing ahead. No, no, I'm not. No, no. I'm saying the person in the right lane who knows where they are supposed to be and is determined to stay where they're supposed to be sees someone coming from way back and they want to go. They know that person wants to go racing around everyone. Right. Now you're instead of staying in the right lane, that person like moves over and essentially blocks the traffic from going around everybody in the right lane. Puts their blinker on. There's no place else for this bad person who wants to get around the entire traffic to go. You signal your right blinker like, I'm going to get over, and I'm not going to let you around me, so you're going to have to get over too. Would that person be an asset? Keep the works from gumming up where the lane actually vanishes? Or would that person be fomenting perhaps road rage in the person who's in a big hurry to get around everybody? I don't know. I do you not? It, do you understand the thrust of my question? Well, I I know what you're saying, but yeah. I don't know who you're blaming. Are you blaming the person racing ahead or the person yes. blocking the person no, racing? I'm blaming ahead. the person racing ahead because right. they're coming from Marysville or they're coming from Plain City, and, and I believe the they know full well that lane is ending, and they don't care. They're going to make somebody get over. They're going to. They're going to get in front of 20 or 30 cars yeah. if they can. Yeah. I'm also – I'm for the blocker. I'm for the blocker. I'll, I'll block I'll, – I'll mer- if I see someone in my left mirror and they're trying to yeah. skip 50 people, Thank you. it's time for me to move over a couple yes. feet just to give them the old block. I knew why we got along. I just didn't know the exact reason why. Uh, if we're wrong, if Aaron and I are in the wrong, you can let us know, 844-TALK-989. <laughs> but I don't think we are. I think we're assets to hu- – uh, well, it's uh, – Theoretically, theoretically, we're assets to humanity. Uh, by the way, I got to get to know this Scott Wiggum from Worcester, the guy who has proposed the latest bill to block vaccine mandates in the state of Ohio, because I'm looking here at testimony today on critical race theory and blocking the teaching of that in the state of Ohio. And Representative Wiggum is right in the middle of that, too. Uh, apparently his committee drew the short straw on this one. They have to listen to three hours of testimony today on House Bills 322 and 327. Now, they've gotten feedback from 250 people who have opinions on critical race theory. And this is, uh, there's no Switzerland on critical race theory, okay? There's no <laughs> neutral party. You either are for it being taught in schools, which means you're probably a leftist and believe that America is a terrible place, how about you go fly to Kabul and visit that country and find out how bad it really isn't here? Or you're on the side of me and other people who uh, I was educated in the uh, elementary, junior high, and high schools a long time ago, a long time ago, pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook, pre-Internet. What else could I? What else could I say to indicate how long ago I was educated in the public school system of the state of Ohio, rural county? Thank goodness, not a woke county. And we learned all about 
slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, all the bad stuff America did. See, the argument for the people who are against, uh, the, the argument for the people who want critical race theory taught is they say, oh, you're trying to whitewash history. Teachers won't be able to teach about slavery. That's a lie. That's a lie. So Representative Wiggum today and his committee are going to hear testimony, three hours of it, from people who have strong opinions on this. Uh, Here is Don James Freeport, Republican. He says critical race theory is, quote, based off Marxism. Ding, ding, ding. And the fact that we should make those who have been successful feel that they have been privileged. Yes, that is exactly what it says. He says, I think an important thing to realize is we are looking for equality and opportunity, not equality in outcome. That is correct. That is exactly what we're looking about, looking for. People of Freeport, keep electing Don Jones to the Ohio General Assembly. Um, but those on the wrong side of this issue, which uh, shockingly include the uh, president of the Ohio Federation of Teachers, Melissa Cropper, say this really cuts to the heart of what teachers do in the classroom. There is and another one, uh, an attorney and a, and, a, and a mom from Cincinnati, uh, her name is Julie Womack, says, there's so much misinformation about what's being taught right now. Critical race theory is not being taught in K-12 through schools. It's being used as a boogeyman. The definition is being overbroadened to become anything dealing with race in schools. No, that's not true. That's not true. I read all the examples yesterday from the state of Ohio where critical race theory and its concepts are being taught. It's being taught in, I know, Columbus Academy, eh, private school, who cares? Okay, Olentangy, sixth largest school district, state of Ohio, being taught there. Uh, It is being taught in rural districts. So uh, thank you to those of you who submitted input for uh, this committee today. Stay on it. Stay engaged. Know what your kids are reading, being taught. Know what teachers are saying. The air is gone where you can trust teachers and, more importantly, teachers' unions to have the best interests of your kids at heart. Uh, that air is over. Uh, I know there are many good teachers. I would never say there are not. I know many good teachers. I've asked you before to pray for the Christian teachers. Uh, I would encourage you to get to know your teacher, go in the room, see what's in the room, look at, see what's displayed. Is there problematic material in there that uh, you need to be aware of? Uh, 844-TALK-989 is our number. Uh, Jack would like to join the show. He has a thought. Hi, Jack. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, good afternoon, Bruce. 110% block. I do a daily 71 South just before Morris Road. At about 7.15 in the morning, it's almost like a game of chicken. Literally, you have tons and tons of the same cars. I see them, and you just have to, for the good of mankind, you have to roll with the block. Yes, you do. Are you, are you Jack, uh, greeted uh, pleasantly by those who you've uh, gently nudged into the... Uh, correct lane of traffic, or have you been treated harshly by those who you've gently nudged into the correct lane of traffic? I mean, to the point that they even go beyond the 
the uh, side of the road into the grass at yeah. times oh. to get around me. Oh. It's crazy. It but, is crazy. But, and it's a daily occurrence, and you see the repeat offenders. So yeah. uh, it's great you're, you're bringing some comedy t- into your uh, show. I really, well, really enjoy your show. See, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. My, uh, I and I, I kind of actually enjoy the blocking responsibility. I think it falls upon me to do the right thing for society at large. Now, my daughters, Aaron. How do you think my daughters view the whole blocking experience? I have two of them in the car with me in the morning. Do they find it aggressive? <laughs> my one daughter in the front seat. She just rolls with it. The one in the back seat has a limit on how long she can have it go on and not get a little concerning, concerning to her. I noticed the other day I was out there for quite some time because this one guy just wasn't communicating. We weren't on the same telepathic pathway. I had the blinker on. He wouldn't get over. He was like behind me like, why don't you go? <laughs> Thinking I'm not going to go. And you know what's really cool is when the person who is uh in the right lane, when you get over to the left lane, if that person figures out what you're doing and their front bumper stays right even with your back bumper. You know what I mean? So they don't they don't bogart their way up and take your spot. You're talking about teamwork between teamwork. strangers. Teamwork makes the dream work <laughs> in Dublin in the morning. Yes. Now today it was so bad. The rain was so bad. I just I didn't want anything to do with that area. So I steered clear of it. I went a circuitous route down by Scioto High School and came back up through Dublin and took the easy route, the route from the city. But yeah. So Jack, you do what you do on Morse Road. I'll do what I do in Dublin. I gotta believe, Aaron, there are other bottlenecks. On the traffic side. I think we should be deputized. We should have a term for people who do this for the good of humanity. Well, kind of like on an airplane, how you might have a undercover deputy. Yes. Maybe it's undercover citizens undercover out there. Undercover citizens, yes. Shutting down lane Something. skippers. Yes. Well, we're helping all the – we're keeping traffic reports from being gummed up. So uh, you're welcome, first of all. You don't have to say thank you, but you can if you like. Uh, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, coincidentally, uh, as we were talking about uh, efforts for the uh, citizen uh, commute traffic force in the city of Columbus, that's those of us who, in a two-lane going down to one, will stay over in the lane that's ending with our blinker on, signaling to everybody, hey, get over, the lane is ending. Uh, Aaron, did you know Hugh Hewitt called in and wanted to uh, weigh in with words of praise for my blocking efforts. Okay. You know that? Here, it was a quick call from you. Bruce, that was terrific. You're good. See, there you go. What do you think? He sounded <laughs> positive. He sounded quite excited there, didn't he? Yes. Uh, what is the most dangerous stretch of road in Columbus? Well, according to uh, an analysis of the latest federal fatal traffic crash data. Wow, that's a crummy job to have to evaluate uh, a portion of i-71 ranks as the deadliest five mile stretch of roadway in ohio over the three-year period 2017 18 and 19 
Uh, Ten fatal accidents occurred on I-71. Now, where would you think this is, Aaron? Stretch of I-71, the deadliest five-mile stretch in Ohio. Oh, I, I it's, honestly... it's local. It's not, it's not like outside of Columbus. It's, it's a local stretch. Wow, where? I was shocked by this. Between 11th Avenue on the south and Morse to the north. That's where our friend is blocking traffic. Who called? Huh. 11th Avenue to Morse. Uh, they had uh, 10 fatal accidents in that area over three years. Uh, Franklin County, <laughs> this is not a prize you want to win, had the most fatal crashes of any of Ohio's 88 counties. 270 fatal crashes resulting in 287 deaths. So uh, I think we have a couple other stretches here. I-71 is number one. I-71 between 11th and Morse. And then Cleveland Avenue between, is it Huey Road, H-U-Y? I'm not familiar how to say that. H-U-Y Road in North Linden and Maplewood Drive on the northeast side, ranked fourth. Second deadliest stretch in Ohio is I-75 in Cincinnati between Allen Road and Glendale Milford Road, a stretch of 480 in Cleveland uh, between Broadview and the I-71 interchange in Independence was third. Most fatal accidents would occur in what month? This was surprising to me as well. I think it'd have to be a winter month, right? Slick roads? Um, yeah, but I'd say less people are out on the roads, yeah, though. I'm going to go July. September. September, most fatal huh. accidents of any month. Um, so there we are. Yeah, be careful then if you're on uh, I-71 between 11th and Morse. Yeah. It seems fairly straight to me. And it, well, it must just be people coming on on and off of traffic I guess so. at high speeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Because you're talking... Well, there accidents, the, not just accidents. Sure. Well, there's the curve at the fairgrounds, and you've got a lot of overpasses, which that kind of can freak some people out. There's a lot of distractions, I suppose. Distracted driving is a bad, bad, bad thing. Uh, spoke some about critical race theory and the testimony today in the Ohio House. I always encourage you, know what's going on in your kids' schools. This happened. In a school where a teacher went to TikTok, thankfully, so we know what she's doing, to talk about what she shared with her young students. I want to play this, and then I want to ask some questions about what it tells us about society. This is what she said she shared with her students. So I just came out to my students. I've been wanting to do this for the past two years. Sorry, I'm, like, so emotional. Um, and I just haven't had the courage to do it out of fear of just judgment, mostly from their parents. But I had these kids in fourth grade, and now I have them in sixth, and I'm sending them to middle school, and I love these kids so much, and I trust them, and they make me feel safe, and I know they love me, and it just felt right, and I, I did it, and it was so beautiful. <laughs> had so many questions which i loved they wanted to learn and they wanted to learn about me and okay so we'll reflect on this what it means and why she's doing that 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.